Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Thursday, December 14 already, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. We are now, uh, we're still in year in uh, year 26 to bring you the voice of the prophets. And then we do have our prophets and patriots episode. We're gonna bring in Dr. Jan Halper Hayes here in just a couple minutes. Uh, get an update from her about all things related to Trump and and what's going on out and about. So it's uh, we need to get get sort of get an update from Dr. Jan. So I'm looking very much looking forward to that. Uh, all right, we just have a quick reminder about the well spots. Here we go with that. Every day, people in Africa are faced with an impossible decision: dirty water or no water at all. No one should have to make that choice. Together, we can help by providing clean water wells. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Yeah, and that was a shorter one, but uh, thank you for uh, keeping us in mind in your year in giving, month in giving, and all of that, Christmas time giving, all of that. We appreciate your help very, very much. So uh, that we always, when I come back after one of our spots, we always put the uh, the donate link that you have to. You, you can't click on it on the screen, but you can um, type that in, and then there's our mailing address. We thank you so much for your support. Very, very much. Let's see. I think that's all. A quick reminder that Derek Johnson will be with us tomorrow. So I guess you would say this is kind of a red pilling week. We're uh, we're bringing on the heavy hitters to tell us what's going on uh, out and about with the white hats versus the black hats, for lack of a for lack of a better word. So all right, uh, I think that's it. Here we go with uh, prophets and patriots episode with Dr. Jen Helper Hayes. Here we go. Jan, nice to see you again. Nice to see you, Steve. Hope you're having a great Christmas season over there. You're in the UK even today, right? No, I'm oh, at, no, I'm in Virginia. Great. Okay, nice to have you back stateside then. So yeah, uh, first uh, time in four years. Really, really. Yep. So, I mean, is it is, so? Is the UK feel more like home these days? Well, very much so, because life is really easy there. Um, really? Yes, yes, it really is. Um, things are taken care of. And um, if I came home, I would have to work 10 times harder because then I have to pay for my health insurance. And, really? and I have my deductible, and I, although I'm in really great health. But, uh, you know, I just look at how all of the costs add up. And at least for right now, uh, my life, I've been there 22 years, going on 23. Wow, that's a long time. And I didn't, you know, it's interesting to hear an American talk about it being easier over there because we have tended to believe that we have it better and, and they're socialist, more closer to socialism over there. I don't know if it's officially socialistic, but it's like uh, everything's provided for. And so maybe we give it a bum rap. So 
but I mean, are you are you close to London itself or somewhere outside? No, I'm in London. Okay. I'm in London, and as the as the crow flies, I'm 20 minutes from Parliament. Okay. Excellent. Well, good to have you here. Um, we've got a lot on the plate, and it's going to be really interesting talking about all things Trump and where we are in this process. Before we do that, I know that when when you first came on, you began to allude to a task force that you're on. You're on contract with the Department of Defense. Uh, Defense. And so um, tell people what it is that the Department of Defense has contracted you to do, and then are they waiting for certain information so they'll know what to what to do or what? Just kind of talk about uh, it's, all that. it's actually a little more complex than that, but there are 12 of us on the task force. Okay. There is an anthropologist, there is a forensic accountant, there's a forensic psychologist, there are a few social psychologists, including two liberals, um, which is really important because we need to understand things from all sides. And as I have become more active online after my August 3rd uh, interview that just propelled me into all of this, um, I have been able to focus more and more on taking the temperature of where people are at and being concerned about their psychological state. Yeah. And, and that, that is what is my priority right now to be able to deal with that aspect as well as give information. But I really want people, especially with this holiday season, to find their own peace of mind. Really, really good. Now, from the very beginning, and I watched something with you and Nino, I think it was almost a month ago, and you were estimating I, I think I, they didn't identify it, but you were estimating at what percentage we were. I think you were trying to say at what percentage we were awake. And 107 had a more um, liberal viewpoint, not literal. Like he, I think he had estimated that 80 percent were awake. And where are you today? Because it's been a month. But where are we as far as waking up as a as a? Um, we have more people waking up now. One oh seven is on hold and says we have to get over eighty okay. percent. And I expressed to Nino that I'm not sure that I agree with that because if you look at mass formation psychosis, the people that don't think for themselves and think that if someone is an authority figure or a scientist or even a politician, they just obey. Um, that percentage of the population, it's going to I don't know what would wake them up, but I think I think about 66%, but it's, for me, the question of the depth of their awareness, yeah. the depth of how awake they are. And any bit of being awake is positive, but really, I, I find myself trying to encourage people to do their own research, not, not to trust me, not to trust anyone, but to take what we say and they have to validate it for themselves. Now, does your team, is your team, you know, are you uh, tasked with only 
grasping the temperature and reporting back to the military? Or do you have any, is any part of your task intentional red pilling where you're helping people to wake up or is it, or is it both end? Uh, no, I don't think I do intentional red pilling. Okay. What I do try to do is understand the mindset of the people that are so resistant of the people that will believe something and not even question it. Um, and to be able to pass that on. And I do summary reports about every two weeks so okay. that everyone else can have their input so that they can, it's not criticizing what I've done, but it's giving their perspective, their interpretation from their work so that we have a much broader sense of what is going on, um, including the fact that we have been identifying uh, plants and we're dealing with those people that are plants. Plants by the, by the cabal now. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been very, very interesting. Some of you who came into this later, Dr. Jan in August was on one of the podcasts in over in the UK and they were giving her a hard time and she kind of threw it right back at them. And uh, none of us would have heard about that except President Trump uh, caught, you know, shared that interview. Uh, and uh, I guess you weren't probably prepared for all the attention, huh? Uh, no, uh, no. I, I think I probably spent the first two months completely overwhelmed. Yeah, wow. it really changed. It changed things. And and it changed things that I finally have adjusted to the positive. But uh, I, I now am, I have, I have over 50 on the request list that I can't even accommodate. Um, So, and and what I try to do is that I will get a DM from someone and they will say, you know, I'm just this little person or I just have this, or I do a half an hour audio. And I say, I have time for you because I was an entrepreneur. People gave me a chance. So I always try to keep time open for them so that I can help them along. Some people don't that's very, need that's me. That's very no. kind of you, because especially at a time like this, when you wouldn't have to do that, uh, but that's very nice of you to do that. Now, with everything you've told us, you've got a whole list of, of things now. So just jump in, uh, Dr. Jan, and share with us what you have for us. Okay. Uh, the important thing for everyone to realize is that you cannot anticipate or expect because then you're not in touch with reality. And I know that I, I keep getting DMs Will you t- as if somehow I can control when the military is going to come out or something like that. But it has to happen. It needs to happen now. This is, you know what? It's the same thing as when kids are in the car and they say, are we <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And part of that got planted in people's minds when the originals three years ago, whether it was Charlie Ward or Patriot Street Fighter or, you know, it's happening. It'll happen in 
uh, on this date. It'll happen, you know, two months from now. And I don't know exactly um, who gave them those dates, but mm. my suspicion is that it was the initial part of the false flag. Like we all thought at that inauguration, we were waiting for the military oh, yeah. to put handcuffs yeah. on all yeah. of them. You know? yeah. and, and I think that that needed to happen, but we got sucked in. And then the people that had been predicting suddenly were no longer predicting. And we can't be upset with them at all. It's right. not their fault. They were messengers. They were messengers. They're doing their job. And we have to accept that things are going to happen very much in God's time. But unless we trust ourselves, we can't really trust God. I mean, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe your sense of things, then how can you say that you believe in God and you trust God? So it's both. I mean, that commandment, love thy neighbor as thyself. And we have been told that that is selfish, you know, that the evil ones, I, I don't even know what to call that whole group yeah. of people, but the evil ones, you know, have have given us moralistic messages that are not appropriate for our own sanity. So I just really want to encourage people to look at what is. And if you have expectations, because believe me, I have hopes, I write them down. I just write them down so that I can get them out of the way so they're not hanging in my mind and, and then I'm looking at things and thinking, oh, could this no. But you have to look for signs. And if you look at the fact, for example, that McCarthy was thrown out and then McCarthy wouldn't support Trump and now is begging Trump for a job, he better really? dream. He better. <laughs> yes. I heard you say, Dr. Jan, uh, on someone's broadcast that that he he is a very duplicitous. Maybe it was our broadcast. Wasn't wasn't it McCarthy? You said that about. Am I remembering? Oh yes, right? a, a duplicitous panderer, absolutely. And you know, part of the border crisis is the fault of Mitch McConnell, the two Macs. You know, the MCCs, McConnell and McCarthy, because. The last time there was a shutdown, a budget issue for Trump to sign, what they did was they slipped in about the wall that the counties or the local towns could refuse the construction of the wall at the border. They slipped that in. You know, so they are as guilty as Biden and Mayorkas and, and everyone else. Now, truly, truly rhinos. It's so hard to understand. So hard. I, I, you know, I can really get into people's heads. I can be empathetic. I yeah. can understand a lot of how their mind works. I can't understand these people. I can't. You know, it's just pure evil. 
It, well, it's... I mean, people, duplicitous is probably the best word because you know, my whole thing, when I see someone saying one thing and doing another, I don't relate to that because I was never that way. I don't mean we're not all hypocritical to some degree. We all are hypocrites to some degree in life. But, you know, if I, you know, when I left a denomination that I felt was pretty borderline cult when I left it 40 years ago, I, you know, I couldn't stay in and, and just keep in there. And somebody said, why don't you just stay in and begin to slowly change it from the outside? And I said, I could never do that. Yes. I either believe that it's false or it's not false. So don't stay. And so I don't believe, I don't understand people pretending to be uh, Republican and conservative and then just keep voting for it. I have no grit in my mind for that. I, I don't either. Um, there can't be honesty with themselves, so they can't be honest with the public. And yeah. that is also why they're so miserable. And it's why the negativity and, you know, when you listen to their supposed interpretation of the Republicans, I, I did a radio show recently in England, and they often like to have someone from Democrats abroad. And this woman literally is saying that all of the Republic, especially the MAGA supporters, are uneducated people. They are part of a cult. You know, there I am. I, you know, I'm not uneducated and I'm here discussing right. things with you, you know, but, exactly. but that is the view of it. And, and it's really, it's really a shame that that is the way it is, but they are locked into a moral uh, box of either care or fairness. So, we want to elect a president to help you. Uh, excuse me? Because that is condescending compassion. Yeah. You need our help. No, <laughs> you get to overpower people by doing that. Versus on our side, we care. Yeah. We want fairness, but there's loyalty. There's sanctity. And there's a respect for authority. Yeah. And when when that side says you achieve it by any means possible or the end justifies the means, then what they're saying is our moral code is not really there. You know, it's our moral code is only there if we care about the uh, identity politics and the poor, helpless people. Well, yeah. You mean you know, but you don't care about everyone that's poor and helpless. What about our veterans? What about the black community? You know, we could really go on to the unfairness yeah. of it, but yeah. all right. So, the next thing that I want to encourage people about is things are moving now. Yeah. I am going to say something, it is likely to get worse. Before it gets better. But the most important ability is to have resilience in the face of adversity. Yeah. In other words, you fell off the bike, you got back on. You know, you made a mistake, you correct it. And things, as long 
long as you look at the adversity knowing it's coming and that you have the resilience in you instead of chicken little and the sky is falling. Oh, life is horrible because this happened. Oh no, what are we going to do? No. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. No. Accept it. Know that it eventually will get better, but it has to get worse before it can get better. And, and what is it? Why do you say it has to get worse? What is the reason? Maybe what, what is the reason it yeah. must get worse first? Because we are still exposing and undoing what the cabal has put in place for 800 years. Wow. It's not just 1871 that we lost our sovereignty because of we had to go to the international court and negotiate with the the traitors of Britain who claimed that they had been neutral during our civil war, but in fact, hadn't been neutral at all. But uh, the city of London frequently called the crown is different from the person who wears a crown. The monarchy is a constitutional monarchy and the laws are by parliament. And in 1067, William the Conqueror gave complete sovereignty to the one square mile in the city of London to make it a separate nation. It is not beholden to any one, anything, any ruler. Wow, and that's way back to the th- a thousand and something to William the Conqueror. In '67, when he did it, yes, yes, yeah. Hey, wow, wow. Uh, oh, um, it, it's amazing. It's it's absolutely amazing. And uh, in the city of London, they have some schools. They have some foundations. It's 800 years of endowments that keep contributing to it. But what they did was they built up the trade because it was so close to the Thames. And so the bankers from other European countries wanted to come in because no duty, no taxes, no excise, nothing, Mm. nothing at all. You know, you make your money, you keep your money. Um, And it was the bankers and the goldsmiths that really ended up having a lot of the power. But also uh, in uh, the 1600s, I can't remember, the late 600s, we'll just say that because I can't remember the exact date. But um, when the cabal was fed up with Charles I, Charles II, James II, they recruited William of Orange to be able to come in and be the new king. And the Vatican actually is the one that gave the money to William of Orange to bring 20,000 fighters so that they could take over England. Mm. So this 
this is this whole sense of monarchy and you know it just goes from generation to generation that's how much power those bankers have and had back in the 1600s and it continues it absolutely continues the bank of england is in the city of london and the crown corporation is in control of it none of the monarchy can touch it. And the reason they did that was because James II and Charles II depleted all of the resources. Mm. And and they kept loaning both of those kings and all they had was wood chits. The mm. goldsmiths had wood chits that represented how much they had given to the monarchy and they had to do something to stop the monarchy from being able to use the public's money. And so in, they moved everything to the Bank of England and set it up that they can't, the monarchy is constitutionalist and has no power mm. over it. Um, so that's why I'm saying how far back it goes and the manipulation that had been going on, how strategic they have been throughout these centuries. We are not undoing something that just happened a few decades ago. Right. We are undoing something when you even look at how they have affected our culture, how wow. they have strategically destroyed or tried to destroy our sanity, how they have destroyed why why if a woman wants to work do you need to make men bad you know that's the dividing it you know it is never any kind of peace or coming together never any kind of thought process of how to make things work they're mm. just happy to keep us divided and so trump in in being well aware of this and really being asked to run for president, and when he said, we've got the goods, um, the military had, uh, in fact, Jerome Corsi is the one who explained this, and he said that the military at first wanted to get rid of Obama, and they wanted to step in, but when they talked Trump into running for president, they knew they had someone with a backbone who knew how to bankrupt things, who was not beholden to anyone but himself, and that they had been trying for decades really? to be able, yes, yes. This, you know, the deep state, um, it's so insidious. Um, it's like you get a splinter and you can't get the splinter out. That is the deep state of what they've done to our society and our government. And mm. so um, we've got people with the tweezers that are pulling it out and working day and night, day and night, these are people who are really committed and understand things. And so what I want people to take away from this is that, all right, 
It's not where we hoped it would be. But right. you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Are you happy today? Are you understanding what's going on? Are you able to continue to see the signs of things that are happening? I mean, look at the anti-Semitism and at least one uh, university president had to resign. The plagiar didn't have to resign, you know, mm, but yeah. if you just look at those things that are unfolding, those are the things that tell us it's in the process. It's in the process. It's happening. And those are only on the surface. You don't necessarily see what's underneath. Now, people wonder if the military is really in charge. Yeah. And I think we have a video. Right. Yeah. So if you're if you're ready to to play that, it's about three yeah. minutes and something seconds. So Emily, yep. go ahead. Yeah. I, yes. This is General William Walker. He was brought in, and he is talking to George Stephanopoulos at ABC. And it's fascinating that ABC, of course, didn't pick up what he said. It was on Martin Luther King Day in 2021, and. He makes it very clear that they're there to establish military power. And Trump had enacted, at that point, at least 500,000 of the National Guard. And wow. really, according to Derek Johnson, he says it's a million now. Um, but the military is in charge. And here is the person who was leading it to confirm that for everyone. All right, so here we go with that. The U.S. on edge, with the countdown almost up to Joe Biden's inauguration Wednesday. But one of the latest security concerns, fears of a possible insider threat. Deployed to D.C., more troops traveling Monday to Washington, where 25,000 National Guard members will be stationed for Biden swearing in. Already, the U.S. Capitol is on lockdown and state capitals are on high alert for potential armed protests in the wake of the January 6th deadly siege on Capitol Hill by a pro-Trump mob. Now, over the weekend, a few scattered demonstrations across the U.S. with officers far outnumbering protesters. But an example of just how quickly a calm scene could change? What turned out to be a false alarm briefly shut down the U.S. Capitol complex Monday. A fire had broken out nearby. Smoke was seen as rehearsals were underway for Biden's inauguration. Secret Service would later reveal it was not a threat to the public. Later in the day, about 175 kilometers south of Washington, gun rights activists and anti-government Boogaloo members marched in Virginia for their annual demonstration that happens to fall at an especially tense time this year. What happens is they're screened before they leave their state. In an interview with Good Morning America, the head of the D.C. National Guard confirming enhanced screening measures for troops securing the U.S. Capitol. After the Associated Press reported, U.S. defense officials say they're worried about an insider attack or threat from service members involved. Something that's prompting the FBI to vet all of the 25,000 National Guard troops coming into Washington underscoring fears that some of the very people assigned to protect the city could present a threat to the incoming president and other VIPs in attendance. 
What, what does that entail? Are they asked if they believe this was a legitimate election? Questions like that? No, it's all about their security, the, the background. So a, a regular background ground check is enhanced uh, with more, more screening, more details, and it's layered. So the FBI is part of it. The Secret Service is part of it. The extra precautions come after a number of pro-Trump rioters involved in storming the U.S. Capitol turned out to have military ties, as reported by The Washington Post. Now checking in on the U.S. President-elect Biden spotted Monday in Philadelphia, where he volunteered at a food bank to mark Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris doing the same only in Washington after she resigned her Senate seat ahead of Inauguration Day. As for Donald Trump, he had no planned public events for Monday. But looking ahead, CNN reporting Trump is expected to issue around 100 pardons or commutations Tuesday. But they say it's not clear if he plans to pardon himself or his family members. Melissa Duggan, City News. So there you go. Yep. Um, so if anyone is in doubt that the military is in charge, it is there. And the military supersedes the federal government. And, and that is the most important thing. We have a continuity of government. Now, I know that there are some people who are arguing to the other side of that, saying, no, we don't have continuity of government. And no, uh, the District of Columbia is not separate from the United States. Um, I don't understand why that that is going on, but all I can say is that I have checked it out with people because I always want to make sure that I'm telling everyone everything that I know to be accurate. No. And so I read what they were writing. And my interpretation is that they're looking at it from a very limited perspective and not understanding that when in 1871, the Treaty of Washington, what that was, was we had to go to the international court to resolve the issue with Britain. That meant our constitution was null and void, but it also set the pattern for every other country that has a dispute with another country that it must be dealt with in the international court. And again, that is how the bankers and the goldsmiths and the Crown Corporation man maneuvered things. And so we lost our sovereignty at that point. And the agreement was that our military would be in charge. The District of Columbia was and always has been a separate entity as the Vatican City, as the city of London. Those are three sovereign states within other cities and other countries. Now you were you when you show, showed those troops. Your point, if I'm if I'm getting it right, is that by that time, even though it was the 
the inauguration of basically a fake president. But but when those troops were brought in, that was proof that, that Trump had federalized state National Guardsmen. They're coming yes. to Washington, D.C. There had never been National Guards from other various states to come in and protect Washington. This was a first of its kind, if I if I understand it right. And that only happened because Trump had federalized them using what? The War Powers Act? Some sort of war, war uh, powers? First, he declared a national emergency. Okay. And then, yes, um, he, uh, Derek Johnson is great at rattling the numbers off, but yeah. I'll just have to look at these numbers. Yeah. But 10 USC 12302, 10 USC 12304. And these all deal with the War Powers Act. Okay. And that um, was Trump's ability to then confirm. And there's, there's probably another interview, but he federalized them, but he federalized them to marshals as well. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and that, that was only the first 25,000. I mean, we have our National Guard all around the globe because this isn't just a U.S. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, that's, that is like a massive... So what some people are maybe seeing this for the first time and going, wait a minute, President Trump did that. You're saying President Trump didn't just federalize him to t take care of some issues in the States. They've been on planes for three years doing operations around the globe from their own state, which they're supposed to be normally bound to their own state to protect their own state. But this is proof that, that they're under the War Powers Act because they're out of their state, out of the United States in many cases, fighting yes. oper in operations. That's just like a huge, that was a huge wake red pill for me to, to understand yes. that. Yes, yeah. Um, and, and the other thing that I I know I've said before, but let me say this again, is that there are ships off of Australia, there are ships off of Japan, there is one of our ships in the Mediterranean, another one uh, um, in Southampton, where the Titanic took off from, and all of these are where military tribunals have been going on wow. for at least two years, at least two years. And where oh, once um, you're taken in for a military tribunal, any civil laws, they're gone. But yeah. Obama had actually tried to change that and didn't succeed in it because he even wanted to give the Guantanamo, the Gitmos, uh, the ability to select whether they wanted a civil trial or a military trial, but it he didn't succeed, thank goodness, on that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes, and and I know that there are a couple of other ships. It's the Navy that's handling it because it's the JAG Corps, the yeah. um, uh, judicial. Uh oh. Jag. We'll just yeah, leave it at you, that. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I think of the Jag program I used to watch. It was a Navy oh. operation, you know. Yeah. And, but yeah, Navy's got. Navy seem to have the the legal stuff 
going on. And so you're saying, and some people may be hearing this for the first time, that that not only are are our tribunals underway, they've been underway, which means hundreds, probably hundreds of people have been tried by a military court and and either convicted or set free, I would think that's those are the two choices, right? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think they're actually going to get set free. But also what you have to think about is that this is not just U.S. This okay. is coordinated with other countries. So if they are on the coast of the Mediterranean, they're arresting possibly Italians, Austrians, French. Um, You know, this corruption is global. And that is why, that's why Trump is so feared. He is not hated. He is feared. And especially when he said from the very beginning, we've got the goods on everyone. And uh, and if people are hearing this for the first time, if the Washington Post and the New York Times can get the votes as they come in and they have that internet connection, do you really think our military wouldn't have that? And that Chris Krebs, uh, who was leading CISA, who said it's the most secure, his board is made up of 17 executives from Smartmatic, from Dominion. They're all outsiders. Of course, they're going to say that it was the most secure. And now we've just had this poll come out that 20% have admitted that they committed fraud. Really? Yes, really. that they that they didn't vote in the state that they should vote in. They voted for friends. They forged signature. Yeah, that that has all come out, and that is really important. Do you have um, a sense of categorizing? I mean, there are people that tried to take over this country, but they had they tried to take it over or they did take it over through treasonous acts, which is punishable by death, if I understand it right. How much of this military tribunals have to do with treasonous attempts to take over the United States versus other things like child trafficking and and drug trafficking, that kind of thing? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, yes. I mean, if you, uh, I don't know who's gonna be the first public arrest yeah. But if we look at how Obama conducted himself, how Hillary conducted herself, they committed treasonous acts. Yeah. And the Democrats have been very good of putting the monkey on the Republicans' back for everything that they really do. And more and more people are becoming aware that that, is, that, that game is running out. You know, you can only gaslight so far when you've got reality smacking you in the face. Wow. Well, 
Wow. So, and then back to that question, um, are there people going through tribunals for other things like child trafficking as well? Or is this yeah. mainly a no. treasonous? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, if you, if you look at um, his executive orders, fraud, foreign interference, and remember, District of Columbia is a foreign entity. So anyone yeah. oh, wow. in, yes. Um, so that is considered foreign interference. And then also there's the child trafficking, there's the drugs. Um, and when you look at everything that is starting to come out, that is all, although it's negative and one could be angry that those people have done that. It's a positive in the fact that we're finding out about it and we're finding ways to deal with it and stop it. Yeah, that's so good. Can I talk about on Inauguration Day with the fake inauguration of, of Biden, uh, Trump went to the airport to take, uh, I guess it was uh, Air Force One to back home somewhere to Florida, probably to to his uh, Mar-a-Lago place, but he said at the airport, he says, we will be back again in some form. Do you maintain that at that point, when he got on Air Force One, he was A, already commander in chief after they supposedly inaugurated Biden? Was Trump already commander in chief of the military at that point? I don't know exactly when he was sworn in, Okay. It could have been even before he arrived at the airport. Okay. Because it was the the rules for the inauguration that it has to happen at noon yeah. um, on that day. But I will tell you, it didn't because I was on for the whole time with uh, BBC. And they started broadcasting the inauguration and Fox started five minutes later so you know there's always been that suspicion that it was pre-recorded we wouldn't have a well, five I, mean, I heard do you, you know charlie ward is i think you've probably been on his program he was claiming that that uh, in in london or in the uk that they were broadcasting the inauguration before it started they were already yes. broadcasting because it was already on tape it was it was already in the right. can as right. just having been that's what you're saying right i can verify that because i was on with bbc wow and and they started it and fox was 5 minutes later they wow. said are you are you ready to go i said yes but I'm kind of waiting to see Fox here. You know, yeah, let's go. And there, there it was. It was five minutes behind. Yeah, there's so much that that has gone on. Um, okay, so then, but you're, it sounds like you're convinced that right in there, whether before or after that airport, uh, Trump was, was then commander-in-chief. Yes, and, yes. And then... You have on your list, and you tell me if I'm getting too far ahead, but I saw on your list of talking points, why does Donald Trump still have a presidential motorcade? And I've witnessed that, so I know you're saying that right. He's got the whole line of presidential cars. He's got the ambulance that goes everywhere. That only goes, that's only supposed to be with the, with, with the actual president. So how is he right. getting 
a presidential motorcade. What what what's your answer to that? Well, he's commander in chief, so he has to be protected as well. And mm. and and the other thing is that I can't wait until the liberals figure out that Biden has been renewing the most important executive orders from Trump, the national emergency, the election interference, the child and drug trafficking, uh, financial system. Yes. Yeah. Do you, has he been, Dr. Jan, does he, is he renewing those metaphorically speaking with a gun to his head or is he renewing those because he's taking orders from the white hats? What, how is it that he's renewing executive orders that stand against him? What's causing him, causing him to do that? Uh, no one has confirmed it, but okay. we at least have seen the action. So we know that point is true. I honestly have no idea. I mean, there have been times when supposedly Biden was there and I almost saw Jim Carrey's face through it. <laughs> yeah. and you know, yeah. I have I have no idea. I have no idea about that. Um, I know other people have an understanding and have said things, but until someone confirms it for me. Now, uh, speaking of that, you know, I'm guessing, I haven't asked you this directly because I've said with um, Derek Johnson, I've said it with others, I've said clearly he's not the original Biden. He's an actor. Do you maintain that he's an actor too? Uh I have been told that, and I think that if you look at the pictures of him, yeah. you know it's not the same person. When he went over to Israel, um, the hair was blonde. It wasn't white. And Whoa. and and also the mask had sort of come what do you call them, citizen journalists who will get photos that they weren't supposed to release, but there's, you see the mask line because they are, I mean, I used to watch in the 60s, I think it was, Mission Impossible, could have been in the 70s, right. I don't know, but where they would yes. do those masks, and I thought back then, oh, they don't probably don't really have the ability to make those masks. Well, they do now, maybe they did way back then, but, yes. but yes. Uh, they literally can put a mask of someone Right. who has the right build and they're you know for all practical purposes probably especially if they keep their mouth shut they look like that person I mean, well and if they're an actor their voice can sound like that person yeah how do, i don't know how they do that part well there have been i mean even comedians that yeah can do true. imitations i you know it, it's it's amazing they've got a good ear and they can they can change it around yes with trump being commander-in-chief and i felt that way for a long time um do you and i think or believe jan that you know we're trying to get you were hoping to get people beyond 66 percent to a higher thing at some point when you said it's got to be worse before get worse before it gets better because we have to expose the deepest many of the deepest darkest things yes are yes. we waiting for it to be enough things to be exposed and enough people to be awake before the military says with under Trump's leadership, I guess, 
all right, let's go. And then they just, one day, they show up visually. They've been there all the whole time, but now they, they make some sort of obvious takeover. What do you expect to happen? Um, or do you have no ex given expectation? What, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, number one is that is, although Juan O'Savin has said that that is the criteria, that is not the criteria. Okay. It is a factor in the criteria. But when you think about the financial system, when you think about the other militaries, when you think about who the bankers are and what has yeah. been going on, they are disassembling all of those things. So it's not once everyone wakes up and okay. uh, yeah. And, and not that. no, it isn't that. It isn't that. It is knowing that they have accomplished a lot and most behind the scenes and when the rest that needs to be done can can go public. Talk about, you know, you're in the UK, you're not there today, you're in Virginia, but I mean, you're there and uh, people are reporting now, some of the, some of your compatriots who also do podcasts, they're saying that there's no king and queen reality anymore, that Charles isn't really the king or things like that, or he's he doesn't have any authority. It's all a pretend. What, what, what can well, you say about that? Um, the monarchy has always been a constitutional monarchy, okay. not so, a ruling monarchy. Okay. Uh, one of the signs that the monarchy that King Charles uh, has been, in essence, demoted is mm. that you have never seen a royal carry any money or have to pay for anything. Right. And Charles pulled a 10-pound note out of his pocket to buy a magazine from this homeless person because it was this event that he went to. That was the optics that uh, he, he just doesn't get to go around. Was with. that, when you say that, do you mean that was an intentional for the press to get that on camera, that that was a planned optic that he would no. do that? No. no. Okay. It shocked us all. Okay. It, it, it shocked us all. Yes. Okay. Well, and and the other thing is that I have a very good compatriot in the Royal Marines, and, and I had worked for the UK Department of Defense, so I don't have as high-level clearance, but he had sent to me, and let me just read this, sure. yeah. is Space Force is very real. Air Vice Marshal Paul Gottfried went live 2021 to announce the UK Space Force and the Military Global Alliance is very real and the Russians are doing the heavy lifting. Whoa. The one that we talk, we think of the Cold War and the Russians were all bad and the Americans are all good. They had that series called the Americans where the Russians were right. all here. 
But I, I mean, uh, has the Russians, have the Russians been more ha white hats through the years than we've ever been taught? Or is this a fairly new, what, what are your thoughts about well, I, that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. What I do know is that one of the reasons that the Ukraine-Russian war failed um, for the NATO side, for the globalists, was because he really needed to go in and destroy all of those bioweapon labs. Yeah. He needed to get a lot of the evidence of the financial corruption. He needed to save the children. So yeah. that is what was really happening while our media was, you know, telling us lies. I want to ask you this about, uh, I know Charlie Ward has been saying this for at least three full, full years and other people have, I think he's the first one I ever heard say this. Charlie Ward would look in the camera, he's thousands and thousands of followers, and he said, listen to me, you're watching a movie, right? I think you've been on Charlie's show, haven't you? At once, uh, yes. Yeah, and he's and he'll say that, and last night Phil said this, we, uh, I, I mentioned Phil uh, earlier, maybe off mm -hmm. camera, but I mean, there are people that are saying, you don't understand, folks, you're watching a movie, and, and to the... We, my wife and I keep looking at each other and we say, which parts the, who's the, who's the, who are the actors? And then Trump once in a while will throw a, a bomb in there and he'll say, well, that person looks like he came right out of central casting. He right. said that on purpose to tell us that some of them are actors and actresses. I don't, are there yeah. people in the media that we think are bad and they're, they're working for the white hats in from central casting to, to, I, what, what what can you say but about any of that? People in the media aren't from central casting because they've been around for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, I know Charlie says that, and I don't really listen to Phil, but if Phil's saying it, I think it is said as a message to not get in panic, not worry okay. so much. But I I don't look at it as a pantomime. Okay. Because they are undoing really important things to make our life eventually better. Yeah. So uh, to say it's a pantomime, no, it isn't. Because a pantomime, if you really want to know a pantomime, things go wrong in a pantomime. Yeah. And there are funny things that happen. And there are nutcases. And... That's what a real pantomime is. But um, no, this, is, this has been a very concentrated and continues to be a concentrated effort. It, they are game theorying it all of the time. Well, can you define that? You mentioned that early on. I think it might have been off the camera, but... Uh, I've been hearing that too. What does it mean when you say that, of course, you're talking about the White Hats, they're game theory, they're, they're, they're using but, game theory. What does that mean for the average person that knows right. what's game theory? So the military will put a certain, I, I'll make it really simple, but a certain sure. action into the computer 
to then look at the variety of options. So if they're planning an attack, yeah. then what they need is how many different scenarios could happen. And then if the other side responds in X way, what will be the counter to that? Okay, wow. So that's, that it, it's strategic. It is completely strategic. And it's anticipating and um, the importance of using the computers is that our minds can't possibly go as far as the computer can. So they uh, they game theory it, they put it in, uh, the artificial intelligence gives you these are the three or five responses the enemy is likely to make. And then if you do that, what will we respond? And it gets really complex like that. I I don't know if it's all completely artificial intelligence because oh, okay. it's because they have they have put in previous scenarios. Okay. So and AI is relatively new. New, yeah. So you know it's it's the cumulative data that has been put in, and I'm sure AI is used within that, but they also know what has been successful and they can figure out would a similar strategy be successful or not. Good. Yeah. Well, Jen, is there anything here that's about close to our time, anything you would want to talk about that we didn't get to today? Uh, there's a whole that we could have gone, we could talk for two hours or more, but I mean, is there anything you want to, you want to make sure you don't leave without saying? Uh, yes. Um, and I, I think, I think we have a slide, um, which whether we do or not, but this is Timothy three, one, but understand this, that in the last days, there it is, there it is in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come difficult days that will be hard to bear. So know that. And know that you are strong enough inside because you're looking at reality. You are seeing things. But don't do chicken little and the sky is falling. It's a calamity. It is. Yeah. It just is. It needs to be. And it is the undoing of what I call the evil group. Yeah. Yeah, the cabal, the... The deep state, and sometimes Illuminati gets mixed in there, the Luciferians. There's so many synonyms for this. The world leaders in high places, you know, that Psalms 2, I think, talks a lot about, I might, this is my personal opinion, that Psalm 2 says when they, um, oh, they, they, it, it, it offer, this is those that conspire against the Lord and his anointed. And God laughs at them. I and mean, this is why do the leaders, the peoples of the earth, plot in vain. Da, 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 da. That's all Psalms too. And I just think, you know, I used to think, well, there's kings and people and everybody's plotting. But I think there's a whole lot of this world leaders that have been trying to plot against the earth. And God's laughing at them. And I think we have to look at that and say, God in his sovereignty, nothing ever sneaks up on him. He doesn't have to game theory anything. He already right. knows the end from right. the beginning. If he could, if he needed to, he could be. Doesn't need a game theory because he he knows what's in the, 
They say in their bedchamber, he knows he sees the future. That helps me a lot because they go, if if Psalms 2 says the God is up in heaven and he laughs at them and yep. he knows the time is coming, that, that gives me a lot of peace too. Exactly. And God sends us messengers. And yeah. if we don't listen to the messengers, he'll keep on sending the same message till we get it That's and the good. ability to move on. But there, even though I'm saying there are going to be difficult times, I yeah. know that people, if they don't get upset about it and just understand that those, it's like an earthquake or a tornado, but it needs to happen with the people being unsettled. And it will, we will get there. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know exactly when, and I would never say, uh, you know, X time because we just don't know how the other side will respond. And depending on the extreme in which they respond, that would also trigger some, maybe some public events that could yeah. happen. Well, and it's really good news to know that we're not just fixing the 2020 election. And this is all about that. This is not all about that. It involves that of many things. And some people will die because of their treasonous acts to take over our nation. But you're, we're, we're undoing stuff that happened. One of the dates you gave was 10 something. 1067 about, when they made the city of London, they gave that as a sovereign charter. Yes. Yeah. And yes. that's the beginning of sorrows for all that we're now, you know, and right. it's anyone that's new at this. We have been saying, and you've been saying, there are the three cities that have been plot together, Washington, D.C., the city of London, not London, England, the one mile square city of London that right. is that is empowered by the deep state that you said 1067, I think you said, and then. And then the Vatican, they were they were the treasures. That's the gold was kept there, the the power was kept in England, and we became the military. It was something like that, right? Right, you got it exactly, yeah. Steve. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and that that's what's being undone. Hundreds of years of evil. Uh, so Johnny Enlow, he said, God told him when Trump was coming in, he said, "This the world's going to all be known." before Trump and after Trump, before the story was over. And my goodness, that's what we've yes. been talking about today. So, yes. exactly. Well, Jen, thank you so much. This is very, very good. I Thanks for putting up with my probing questions, you know, because I want to. Oh, no, to I love them. And yeah. they're important. So thank you. I always love being with you, Steve. Well, thank you. The feelings are mutual. We'll have you back many times, I hope. And uh, even after this thing clears out, there's going to be a lot of stuff. The same way that. I've been telling the people we'll need the prophets more after this is over because they will be the next chapter in Earth's history. We'll need the patriots like yourself just as much afterwards because there's no next chapters. Next chapter. Exactly. And how do we keep our heads straight about it? How yeah. do we trust our ability and what kind of support do we need from other people to help us? go forward really really good now yeah. could we put her uh can we put your twitter up there do i think they might have, there it is twitter yes. at biz underscore shrink you, your business shrink is that's the that's yes. the handle yes. so yes that's really really good um 
Okay, now we will have, ironically, and, and, and uh, Julie told me even off the air today, she said, we didn't even, we, <coughs> excuse me, we didn't put Derek Johnson right after Jan on purpose. It was like finally those two fell together. So the show that tomorrow is Derek Johnson. So this is like going to be the one two punch, folks, to get some. It is a, there's a lot of red pilling, even though that's not the primary purpose. Yes. Uh, but there is red pilling that's going on between this and the other. And some of it's just education, like, you know. Well, it is. And I know that there are certain people that are trying to discredit Derek. Just ignore them. Yeah. Take the information. He's got it all documented and come to your own conclusions. It's really good. Not, yeah. yeah. That guy has more um, legal things in his brain, including. Oh. The, oh my goodness. That's why I said he could walk. I need to look at them to make sure I get the numbers right. Yes. That's really, really yeah. good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jan. Thank we bless you. you. And so Derek Johnson will be with us in the morning, 11 o'clock Pacific. Uh, be sure not to miss that. It's going to be really great. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. All right. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.